Battle Ready Broadcast, believing what it says. It's on now. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Welcome to Battle Ready. We are at an off time tonight because our church is in revival. So I'm not sure there will be a lot of us joining, a lot of people joining us live today, but that's okay. They can watch it later. We can want, we want to go ahead and get it done so that you can watch it later. We are in Second Chronicles chapter 5, and we have built the temple, and we're getting ready to dedicate the temple. And we've talked about the temple. It seems like we've talked about the temple and talked about the temple, but we're still here, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that done. Um so, lead us in, Laura. Well, I'm going to turn this on take just a, in case. One of my many flights oh, of I imagination. Love I love it. I love your flights Because I'm of about to lead us into. I'm going to set this up in case somebody's watching this so we can see their questions. It's some imaginative conversation, okay? Okay. So, I was listening to a man who does a job that I think would be like the most fun thing ever. He is a historian and what he does <clears throat> if people find believe it or not are still finding ancient texts right mm-hmm. ancient mm-hmm. things Ooh, is this about Hiram or Ty, the Hiram guy no. I heard something on the news about him today but right? I, I didn't hear that but th- what this guy does for a living is he takes things that when you and I look at it we see almost nothing so for example like there was an ancient English text that he was looking at and it had been unable to be translated before the Cold War. But during the Cold War, it had gotten completely immersed in water. So now what it looks like is just a bunch of ink blots on parchment. Mm -hmm. You can't see the words, you can't see where the words are supposed to be, how are you supposed to translate it, right? Mm -hmm. So here's how it works. Stay with me, I have a point, Okay. okay? Everything that we see, everything that we look at, we see through the visible spectrum of light right Mm -hmm. but light is really complicated Mm -hmm. right and and in that spectrum of light that we can't see are like x-rays and gamma rays and infrared and all these amazing things Mm -hmm. so they use a process called multi-spectral imaging so they take this yeah so they take this this parchment and they shine all these different kinds of light on it and then computers are able to see what we can't see in that light and they're able to lift up the text and then things that are thousands of years old all of a sudden just are revealed Makes sense. Mm-hmm. right something that looks like it's not even there is revealed and it's an amazing thing mm-hmm. right and they've done this with things that people during the holocaust wrote that were destroyed they've done these this with uh, syria ancient texts they found in syria which would be close to where mm-hmm. tyre inside mm-hmm. is but it but they they've done these texts and all of a sudden they come to life and you can read and you got have all this information that you didn't have before and when i was studying out our lesson for tonight i thought that's what the shekinah glory, glory of god does does Mm -hmm. and and that's what's in our lesson today so when we get to this part like the very first verse tells us okay so this this collaboration between Mm -hmm. David who is Solomon's father King David Mm -hmm. who is the provider of all things Mm -hmm. and his son Solomon who is the fulfillment of all all those things Mm -hmm. that he's building the temple comes to a close and the temple is built and I don't want to rush through this Nope. Talk to me and don't let me talk too much. Okay, nope. But so what we go from is 
the tabernacle which they carried with them on poles that was a place where God met with them as they're wandering, right? Mm -hmm. As they're moving all around. And we know that we're going to get to when the glory of God fills the temple in this chapter. But we know the glory of God filled the tabernacle, mm -hmm. right? And that in. you, mm -hmm. can, if you want to look that up, that is in Exodus chapter, uh, I believe that's 24 verse 16, or it might be 1321. My notes are a little messy. <clears throat> well, 20 but anyway, is when we get the law. So you said 24. I I wrote it down, but now I can't read what my note says. My note says that in Exodus 13, verse 21, that pillar of a cloud was leading them. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to go read every part, but the, the glory of God led them from Egypt mm -hmm. to where they were supposed to be, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I believe it's in Exodus 40, verse 34, that when the tabernacles completed, that cloud of God's glory, that Shekinah glory, fills the tabernacle. So even though the tabernacle is a wandering, moving, non-permanent place, God put his glory there. And this is a very mysterious thing to talk about. There it is. She the okay, Shekinah go ahead. The glory that. of God <clears throat> in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. Yeah. And it says, Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation, because the cloud abode there, thereon, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was upon it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. And so, like, this is a very mysterious thing. Do you not think this is a very mysterious a bit. thing? Yes. This, because if we go to the New Testament, we take the whole scripture, right? We study it all together. Mm -hmm. There's a place in Acts. I'm trying not to get out of my sight. There's a place in Acts chapter 17, if you start at verse 24, and it talks about the fact that God does not dwell in temples made with hands. Yep. Right? That's where I was thinking. So let, let's go there and, and read that for just, because I've got to put these things together in my mind. What's God doing here? Mm -hmm. What's he showing us? Acts 17, verse 24, 24 through 28. And it said, <laughs> now this, so just to give you this much background, this is where... Paul is on um, in Athens, right? Mm -hmm. And he's talking to them about the the altar of the unknown God. Mm -hmm. right? And he's talking 24. to Gentiles right. that are going to be born again. He's not talking to Jewish people. And he says to right. them, you need to understand something about so God. So in verse 24, <clears throat> Paul says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands, Neither is worshipped with men's hands as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life and breath in all things. And hath made of one blood all nations of men for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. That be not far from every one of us. That comes into this conversation, too. Mm -hmm. Did you say to 29? To, well, 28. 
Then 28 says, For in him we live and move and have our being, as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. So I'm trying to make sense of these two concepts. Okay, there, mm -hmm. there is that this cloud that we follow that came into the tabernacle, that in the chapter we study today comes into the temple that is a permanent mm -hmm. place. Well, mm -hmm. it's going to be torn down, but mm -hmm. it, it is supposed to be a permanent place. Doesn't move around. Um, yeah, unlike the, the tabernacle. Mm -hmm. And yet then I have this New Testament truth that, that I have to wrestle with. Wait, God doesn't dwell in any... He, you can't contain God. You can't put him inside a boundary, right? So how not, do we put these two concepts together? But know you not that you're, you are the temple? The temple of the Lord. At the same time, he cannot be contained. Even in us. Even in us. So you're like, okay, so what's happening here? What? And I started thinking and thinking. So I thought, well, okay, let's just look up the word. Okay. The Shekinah... That word in Hebrew. And I Hebrew. will say this. There's a few people who have, I've, coming up, I always hauled, heard it called Shekinah. And you might be and right. No, no, no. But now when I have hear people talk about it today, they do call it Shekinah. So I don't know whether it is or what it, it is. But we'll I take either remember, one. I can remember right. the old people. Call, and I always it always catches my attention that the Bible scholars that brought yeah. me up. Said it differently. Said it differently. Okay. So you're you probably right. At all. No, I'm just... I'm trying to understand because this is not here by accident. You know, it's always for a purpose. <coughs> we need what God's saying here. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out this this presence, this this cloud that's a mystery. So I looked it up. I said, what, is, what does that mean? When a Hebrew said that word, what did they mean? And the word means God divinely or God in a God-like way, right? Mm -hmm. Dwelling. Then I thought to myself... Well, God's everywhere dwelling, mm -hmm. right? David says in Psalm 139, verse 8, though I make my bed in hell, he's there. Mm -hmm. So I thought to myself, so how is this cloud thing? You see what I mean? <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm wrestling with all these ideas. I thought, I thought. And it has to have some. God is, light there's nowhere he is not. It, right? That right? Because they can't even go in where it's at. No, they're run out. Yeah, they can't. They're they run can't clean be out of the tabernacle, mm -hmm. clean out of the it's temple. It's holy. It's pure. It's more than they can it's, handle. Yes, right. It's so kind of like, this it's kinda like our, our uh, revival guy said the first night in. He can't be hid. He can't right? be. If it's light, it, you're going you're gonna to see it. You're going to so know. So I know it. It, well, the conversation we're having sounds very mysterious. Mm-hmm. A little bit confusing. Do you not think, like when you're Sometimes talking about the presence of God in the, mm -hmm. this this manifestation, this visual form, mm -hmm. it's the same word when Moses said, God, show me your glory. He asked if he could see his glory. When Jesus rides on a cloud out of here. Yeah. That's what, when I looked up the verses, I'm like, there we are in there we Mark. Are and there we are in, in, in these chapters where it says, you know, he's going to go up on the cloud. He's going to return on that cloud. And does the cloud so, come on the mountain when he transfigures? I'm trying to think yes or no. I can't remember. I'll have to go look. I don't know. I didn't look that up today. But I'm like, well, how does this fit with the fact? How is this different than the fact? How is this presence of God different than the fact that everywhere is the presence of God? Okay? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to wrap my head around. And jump in here anytime you want yeah, to. Well, but well. I, I started thinking about like in 1995. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is what came to me and this is a horrible explanation. I lived in the same town as Richie Neal. And I went to the same church as Richie Neal. And we 
ate at the same restaurants and he was all the places that I was, he was, Mm -hmm. but we didn't dwell together. No. Right? He was everywhere that I was. Mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until we were married in 1997 that we dwelled together. Mm-hmm. The presence of each other constantly with one another. Does that make sense? Sort of, kind of. Okay, so I'm thinking God is everywhere. I'm, and I went, you always end up back at the garden. The preacher said it last night, you always mm-hmm. end up back at the garden. So I know that Adam and Eve, God walked with them in the evening had conversations with them. Mm -hmm. His goal in creation was to have a relationship with them and fellowship with them, and sin broke it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So this glory cloud, I'm thinking, it can't just come to the people because the people are not worthy, Mm -hmm. right? They're not prepared. They're not, he's not, God can't look upon sin and us live, right? God can't be with us because we're separated. But they prepared this temple. They prepared this tabernacle according to the perfect mm-hmm. explanation and mm-hmm. plan of God. This perfect salvation plan mm-hmm. in the Just Old like Testament, right? The tabernacle, yes. And in that perfect plan, He sent His dwelling. Like it's the glory of God. It does not contain God, but, but it is a intimate. He meets them there, yes. It's an intimate visual manifestation of the fact that God wants to hang out with them. And don't forget when we said right? in the chapters earlier, when it has flowers and knops and leaves, and he has the trees. I mean, I know you know this, and I know everybody no, probably no. does know this, but that candlestick kind of represents, it looks like a tree, right? Yeah. The tree yeah. of life, the tree of, you know, all of the good and evil, all that. So when you have all of these images woven into the curtain and on the walls and on the pillars and across the ceiling you have that reminder that in it the garden in the garden in the garden you bro- it broke mm-hmm. but here I am and here I'll here I'll he says he tells them later out yet they turn to here I'll I'll hear them I'll be with them there's a difference. I, I was listening to uh, some people that are family members of mine, and they were discussing things on Facebook. And this is someone who I know. Like, not I'm not judging them. They admittedly are not Christians. They admittedly are not following Christ, haven't been in church, haven't sa- been saved. I'm not judging that. That's just something that they're very open about. And something happened to them the other day, and they started talking about, well, this is a blessing. And I thought, you're right, it is. You, you are recognizing that God's, whether you just chose a word you didn't mean, mm-hmm. but you're recognizing that God was present in that situation and that he benefited you mm-hmm. in that situation. Yet you're not, you don't have him dwelling among connected. you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of that right now because there's a lot of spiritual confusion. And you hear people say like 90% of the people will say, I'm a spiritual person. I'm a very spiritually minded person, but what that means is that I care about spiritual things, but I, I, it does not mean 
they have a relationship with Christ. It does not mean that He's mm-hmm. His Holy Spirit is dwelling within them. It doesn't mean that they're following what the Bible says. They're just there is a spiritual nature to that person. And you know, I, I don't know. I know this is probably and it gets complicated, off, doesn't this, it? Yes, it does. Yes. This is kind of off track. I know it is. But when I was doing my studies this morning, the first thing I thought about that relationship, and I know, yeah, you know, we've been talking about the 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 preacher at our revival has done a marvelous job. And he has said the purpose of revival is to have the church fall in love with Christ again. Uh-huh. And he's talked repeatedly about that relationship, that closeness, that bond between you and God, that yes. indwelling of you, of him in your temple. And that Shekinah. That, that, that relationship. The glory of God. And I thought, about, I thought about people's relationship. I thought about my relationship. And I and I thought how sometimes now this is this is I'm over here I know I'm in left field a little bit but yeah or right field whatever field <laughs> but um, yeah what 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 I thought about was how when we go to prayer because I know you and I've talked about prayer before mm-hmm. and how but when we go to prayer it's thank you uh, I honor you I praise you I blah 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 I want pray for be with help blah, blah, blah. And I thought, wonder what our prayer life would be like if we recognized in that relationship that it might not be such a bad idea to say, what do you want, God? You know, turning it around instead of telling him everything I've got to tell him because I have abundance of things to tell him, right? It's funny you say that. But, but what if I stopped for a minute or what if we stopped for a minute in our prayer and we just really and truthfully and sincerely just said, Okay, now this is a relationship. Relationships are two ways. We can't have a relationship if I'm just constantly talking and you never get to say anything, right? But what if I just said, "What do you want, Jesus? What do you, what do you want? What God? What what's the plan?" You know, because he talked about that last night. God's always up to something, and he's always doing mm-hmm. things, and everything works together. All things work together for the good. So, you know. I feel I feel like in and I don't even know how to put it into words, mm-hmm. but I feel like in some it's ways we shortchange ourselves because we think we're doing all the things that we need to do, and it ain't about what we can do. It's mm-hmm. about what does He want? Where are you at? What's what, what? What would you like for me to do today? How should I feel about this situation? What God can I do? What can I do? Our minds are running the same path, so that's good. That's always we're good. on the same page, because today I was I was having a hard time with a few things going on in my life, and I was very teary. You know how you get sometimes when you're female, yep. and I was I was worrying about some things, and I just when I went, when I went went to pray, I didn't know what to ask. I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I felt very tired. <laughs> I felt very yeah. emotional, and my prayer literally on the way here to to do this was. Lord, will you just come sit beside me? Now I want to tell you how silly that sounds because I'm I'm saved, I'm sealed, I'm baptized. I I, I know that I'm redeemed. I know, I know that, that if I went yeah. out of this life, I would go to heaven. I'm not afraid of going to hell. God is my Savior. I, he has taken care of everything, and I know that the He gave us the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But there is the Holy Spirit that we have. Let me. This is what I mean by talking about mm-hmm. what this Shekinah mm-hmm. glory of God I, I, is, mm-hmm. right? And there is feeling His dwelling in within you. you. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's not all feelings. It is what He said it is. Mm-hmm. But there is something to knowing that He's sitting there with you in that sorrow, 
in that pain. Mm-hmm. And honestly, we don't confusion. have to say anything. In that, God knows. doesn't have to he say anything, knows. but I can feel him with me. Mm-hmm. Because I said, will you just come sit with me? Just just be. <laughs> you know what Hold I mean? Hold my hand. Just, just. And that's all I could pray. Mm-hmm. Just come sit with me. And I'm sure he would. Um, and I have and no what I know is, I said, I'm just going to trust you to be with me because I don't know what to pray about or how mm-hmm. to ask. Just come be with me. Mm-hmm. And God is faithful to be with us when we ask mm-hmm. him and invite him. Mm-hmm. And, and building the tabernacle, I think that act of obedience said, come sit with us. Mm-hmm. Right? And building the temple, same thing. I'm going to give this the best that I have because, God, we want a place where you can be here with us. I, now you can't be contained in it. No, you can't be and put Solomon in a boundary. Says that when he gives he his says sermon, that. he says, "You know, I realize." You're and the God and like of we said, Acts echoes it, and Hebrews echoes mm-hmm. it. This isn't a place that held God because God can't be held; He's mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But this is a place where I can ask Him, "Come sit with me." Don't you think? Come be with me. Don't you think sometimes though our lives might how how much stronger could our faith be? And you guys, I know you and Matt talk about your vivid imaginations. Yeah. But you kind of get it on us because I have an imagination. And when I am really struggling, I physically picture in my mind running to God and just saying, hold me. Just just hold me. Just please. Just like a father. Mm-hmm. Right? How, why is it so hard for us? Why is it the church a place where I can come? And I can dress up, or I can not dress up, or I can, you know, um, someone accused me this week of being the queen bee. And I said, oh, well, I'm not teasing. the queen bee. They've, they've teased me about that my yes. whole life. And I'm like... I'm Aunt Bee. She's queen I'm bee. I'm queen bee, right? Yeah. And, you know, in a lot of ways, that's a, a that's a term that's used in a, in a not well, good way. But not, not here. here. It's not, not here. meant that way here. And, you know, you just think about, like, even in the building of this temple, he... You can represent him, or you can, it is hard to put word, you can have a place for him, but when he dwells with you, that's a whole nother level. Know you not that you are the temple of God? You know, we are talking about the same thing. It's just Mm -hmm. Old Testament versus New Testament. We're talking about the same thing. It It really doesn't, what changes is where he's at. Well, what I noticed... not even that, really. So forget I said I don't even know how to say it. Mm -mm. But what I noticed tracing this in the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. right, is what what came to my attention is, can you imagine this place with its rituals, with the blood, with the sacrifice, with With the the noise, with the smoke, with the incense, all the things you did, but without the dwelling of God, without the fact that God is in that... Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to be there. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the, the reason all of that made sense because was because the was glory showing. of God, mm-hmm. God dwelt there. Mm-hmm. The reason that you're having sacrifices burning on a brazen altar and you've got the best musicians Ever. on the planet mm-hmm. praising music. and worshiping and people bowing down is because the presence of God is there. Mm-hmm. So I start thinking, well, what's the New Testament parallel to that? Well, the New Testament parallel is I can do so many religious things and spiritual things and holy looking things. But if the presence of God is not dwelling in me, then it doesn't. I don't want to be there. It doesn't do anything. And the worship's not real and the praise isn't real. And there's no there's no inspiration for others to join in with me mm-hmm. in praise because there's no dwelling. Right. 
True. going on, right? Like it, it's right. the same picture. And I started thinking about the prophets as they, there was a prophet, and I couldn't remember if it was Ezekiel or Isaiah, I wrote them both down, that watched the cloud leave. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel. Is it Ezekiel? I, I think. Who I wrote down. I wrote down Ezekiel and Isaiah both, and I can't. And I wasn't smart enough. To I write really which shouldn't one. say that. But I but know. I have. Uh, if you look at Ezekiel ten four and Isaiah four five, we don't have to go there. But I'm just saying they watched that cloud. That God. Can you imagine what that meant? Was God is here with us? Mm-hmm. Everything that everything that's happening here has meaning because, because God he is here. here with us. And now He's. And then they us. watch it when when judgment comes for their sin when they turn that place into a place of idols Mm -hmm. and a place where they're worshiping everything but God and they actually Manasseh actually puts an idol inside the temple for them to worship and they watch that glory cloud just go up and leave just like Jesus stepped on and left they watch it return he's a jealous God he's not and and can you imagine the terror that would have struck your heart because none of that matters if he's not there Mm Right when yeah, the prophet it's just saw a that, it's this just is a building just with pretty things. If it's not, and so are we. There. Mm-hmm. And our things aren't even that pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what's happening there's not that pretty. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, we're not we're not as beautiful as we think yes. we are. Is yes. what I mean. Yes, I get even it. in our all our spirituality, we're not as beautiful as we make ourselves out to be. As a matter of fact, we're like whitewashed tombs. Jesus That's what said. It says. You mm-hmm. you look good outside, on the outside, and inside you're dead men's bones. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Without mm-hmm. the presence of God, that glory of God. <clears throat> so again, sometimes even in 2023, we can get the wrong idea about what church is. Yeah. Again, right? We It's never about us. It's about how he dwells with us. What's our relationship to him, right? Yeah. What's he accomplishing? What are we, what, where are we in that? There's, uh, there's something I want to read in Hebrews because in our chapter 5, we're going from that transient, that movable... Mm-hmm. To a solid I wrote down, um, what did I write down? Wandering versus permanent. Okay, and to me that marries up perfectly with Hebrews chapter 1, which says, you want me to wait till you're there? I'm there. It says, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the unto the fathers by the prophets. So that wandering. Mm-hmm. God God in his spirit appearing really where, mm-hmm. where he will, speaking where he will, mm-hmm. hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Worlds is interesting. Mm-hmm. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down, that permanence, mm-hmm. on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the mm-hmm. angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. So I just thought that's t- to me the New Testament answer mm-hmm. to this going from the tabernacle to the temple. Mm-hmm. That Jesus did this thing that all God has always wanted fellowship with us, mm-hmm. always wanted that's to what dwell the among was. us, right? You're always right. wanted that. Cannot do it with an unprepared, unholy, un righteous people can't because God is that perfect and that holy and that righteous but because of Jesus Christ Jesus sits down and says you come to me and I'll get you to the Father I'll make intercession in me you've got access I wrote down I've got access and I can't my notes are not doing me well today I have access I've got assistance and I've got awareness and I, I begin to think although my mentally I know God is everywhere 
I like being aware that he's right here. Yes, I do too. I like the assurance of knowing mm -hmm. that he's right here, mm -hmm. right? And that when I say something, he's listening. And when I ask something, he's he talking to it. the Father on my behalf. Mm -hmm. And, and that, there's a difference in God is, God is all, he's omnipresent. Mm -hmm. But there's a difference in the dwelling mm -hmm. and the abiding. I agree with that. That's a good right? point. Mm -hmm. Which yes. I think is in this chapter. I like that. I like that as a point. Because you don't expect that <clears throat> necessarily in the Old Testament. But the, the, you're right. The relationship is broken in the garden. And it's all about fixing that. One of the words I looked up when I was studying the Shekinah, mm -hmm. one of the per preachers who was discussing it said this is a person pervasive mm -hmm. presence like he's everywhere like in a few chapters ago he said god was willing to dwell in this dark mm -hmm. cloud right mm -hmm. he's willing to dwell in this darkness but now he mm -hmm. said he'll put his presence here but but if you think about the reason he chose a cloud like there was a fire by day and a cloud by night this is what led them but both the of those cloud by day fire by night. that's it but but both of those things don't take like okay going back to math and geometry oh, a solid <laughs> container mm -mm right mm -hmm. they fill up whatever they're in mm -hmm. like you you don't have you couldn't put a cloud inside of me and it stay in one place no. <laughs> the cloud when it enters us and it, it dwells in us takes up every part of what we are to spread mm -hmm. out and fill the container correct like the presence of God and his abiding and dwelling mm -hmm. you're not going to have your God section of your life and your God section of your heart mm -hmm. and your God section of your mind you're going to have God everywhere mm -hmm. Right? Do you know what I mean? When yes. it says darkness, it doesn't mean darkness like evil. Before. It means like... So, because we have a lot of people... Overwhelming, and sometimes pervasive. I've done it myself. You think you've qual you have yeah. satisfied the requirement this week because I made it to church. Or I did something for church. This is not even about... You know no. what you're saying? It's not about requirements. Mm -mm. But, it's but, about we do, but we do think yeah. that sometimes. We do justify ourselves and say, well, you know, I didn't miss or I did miss, but it doesn't matter. That's the, the temple without the cloud, right? Mm -hmm. That's the yep. temple without the cloud. That's the And the it doesn't matter if I miss is also the congregation that isn't in that relationship yet. Because it always yeah. matters. I mean you people miss. I'm not saying you're never gonna miss. But not caring and I can be just as good without that's not you're not you to, didn't read the book. To be born again means he's put that cloud that glory mm -hmm. of God in us. Mm -hmm. And that the nature of it, being a cloud to me, means every part. Mm -hmm. And think about right? the it's not when you ride an airplane, part. right? Right. When you're in an airplane and you're on the other side of the cloud and you look out. I mean, just when you're thinking about the nature of the cloud. The nature of what he's saying here. Mm -hmm. The picture he's painting, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This isn't like, th this is like, this sounds so stupid for me to even say before it even comes to my God, concentrate. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I can't have all of it, but at the same time, I've got to, I've got to have what I can Every bit of it is the Lord mm -hmm. filling me up mm -hmm. and, and taking and over with, and all of it. Mm -hmm. Does that make it's yes, very, it's it's very it, doesn't, it doesn't just cloud. it doesn't just sit there in your ears so that only what you hear matters. It goes through your it's everywhere. Every cell. Every part, every mm -hmm. thought. And that doesn't mean then all of a sudden you become perfect. That mm -hmm. means that God is in every part. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I'm aware that he's in every part. Mm -hmm. And I, I am, that awareness is a thing that I'm just trying to explain because I'm just trying to get a hold of myself. Mm -hmm. Awareness of his presence mm -hmm. and his dwelling with me all the time. Mm -hmm.
right? And happy to be there. And and I think like we can be, God is everywhere, but when we're we're not born again, when we're dead, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I was thinking about Emma with her asthma. Like none of us think about breathing usually. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We just breathe. The air's everywhere. The oxygen's everywhere. It's all around us. We don't think of a second thought. My daughter has asthma. When she has a severe asthma attack, she's breathing, but no oxygen's getting into her. The the little tubes what swell and are inflamed. She can't get it. Mm-hmm. You don't have anything. You don't know what fear is until you, can't you watch her breathe and not breathe. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm holding her and get her to the hospital or use whatever we need. There, there's been different things we've had to do. All of a sudden, it all opens up and you can breathe easy. The mm-hmm. awareness that what I need is here, mm-hmm. what I need is in me, it's okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's lost and born again. That's that's the salvation experience. I've, God is always, if you are alive, you've been blessed by God. If you're on the planet, you've, you've been, been made by God and blessed by God. You just don't even know it. But until you're aware of that need which is what has to happen for you to be born again. Mm-hmm. You don't, you just take for granted. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe don't even give him credit, probably don't, don't give realize, him credit or praise. Or but then there's this indwelling of God that says, I am right here. I know I'm going on and on, but this but is a big thought to me. That's a big thought. Mm-hmm. It right? is a big thought. And as, if we want to, we could just read through this chapter, but I just want you to hear like when everybody, and it's funny when the cloud comes in, I'm just going to read it before we read it. It says, verse 11, it says, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified. So they get mm-hmm. they get sanctified means set apart for a purpose, Amen. dedicated to the purpose of serving God, mm-hmm. and did not wait by course. So usually they have certain times of the year that they serve, but this is everybody. Also the Levites, which were singers, all of them, and we talked about these fellows a few chapters mm-hmm. ago in First Corinthians, how wonderfully talented and amazing mm-hmm. in the Psalms they wrote. Asaph and Heman and Judithan with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen. What a picture. Mm-hmm. Having cymbals and psalteries and harps stood at the east end of the altar and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. There again is a picture. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. They come into unity to make one sound. Mm -hmm. This is amazing to me. To be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good. That's what I wrote on top of my notes. He is good. For his mercy endureth forever. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Unity mm-hmm. and praise. People say, I believe in God, but I haven't felt God for a long time. Have you tried praising him? Mm-hmm. Have you Does tried praising him praise? in unity? Mm-hmm. If there's anything keeping you from unity with your brothers and sisters, any hurt feelings, any, any nonsense going on that you mm-hmm. need to get rid of and take care of, get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Get in unity and praise God. And I wonder... If you won't feel what the presence of God, that mm-hmm. dwelling of God, enter in mm-hmm. and satisfy. Because mm-hmm. he's not, he dwells in that. He's not, he's, when he does he come in? When they made one sound, mm-hmm. right? When, when they're all doing their know, separate parts a, together. That's not a hard picture for me because having been in the band, anybody who's been in a band knows. All the noise. That the, the noise room. is just going everywhere. Yeah. And everybody's doing stuff. But then when we're all right. Playing the right thing. 
and all everybody's playing Doesn't sound the same, notes. but it's one thing, and right? It's, it is a wonderful noise mm -hmm. then. And, and that's not a hard picture for me to envision. I love it. And then the priests, they, they can't even do their job because the presence of God is so glorious. They could not stand so to overpowering. First, By reason of the uh, cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. King says they, they, they couldn't do it. <laughs> the same way. It says, you know, they couldn't even stay in the building. Mm -hmm. It was such a glorious and overwhelming presence. Unmissable. Yes. You can't. Do this is visual. And you can't mistake and it for unmistakable. something else. Right? You can't right. make. This isn't a feeling. Mm -hmm. This was a presence. Right. There, that's what you've been trying to say. This is a presence. The Not presence of God undeniably. If you've been in revival this week, you felt that. Mm -hmm. The presence of God undeniably. Mm -hmm. And you know why it came? Because they were in, praising the Lord. Mm -hmm. And in one in mind, unity. in unity. Not worried right? about who and he or came how, in, just praise the Lord. And it's not that you weren't saved before. It's that you are aware of his mm -hmm. presence mm -hmm. when you come together like that. When mm -hmm. you come together in unity and you come together in praise and you're making the same noise. Right? We're on the same page. Mm -hmm. And it's there interesting, too, when you think about it. Because think about how there's different people in that congregation. Yeah. I may come into Singers, that congregation musicians. wanting God's presence, yeah. but I'm down or I'm depressed. And then you get blessed, and something mm -hmm. you says causes Spills someone over. else to be, get blessed, and then so and then I get blessed, and then there's why he wants us together because mm -hmm. we are not all strong at the same time. We are not all weak at the same time. But we're all strong in Christ. But we're all strong, and not only right. that, if we're just obedient and we just let him. If we just stay in one mind and one accord and focus on, I mean, what did it say? His he is good. He or what? Where did you read that? Eleven. Um, oh, for he is good is in verse thirteen. For he is good and his mercy endureth forever. And, and the house was filled. And when we had with the cloud. Um, Christian Scott here, mm -hmm. his group saying, and he is worthy of our praise. Yes, absolutely. And when he is worthy of our praise and his mercy endures forever and he is good in one mind and one accord, he can bless even the ones that are sad, the ones that are happy, the ones that are sick. The I mean, it's that's mm -hmm. why this is important. Yeah. It's not important just to build up the church and have a nice building and this is this is how he works. Now see, they brought in the ark already. Mm -hmm. It didn't enter then. They they'd offered all mm -hmm. these sacrifices, all these sheep. It says so many, like even Solomon's doing sacrifices outside, and it does, that's good. That's all good. Mm -hmm. Didn't come in right then, no, right? No. They 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 bring in everything like it's they put the treasures so where they're supposed to be. So let's read be. just a couple yeah. verses just to say we did. Let's so read chapter, it from the beginning. So Second Chronicles chapter five verse one. And if you don't have your Bible, get your Bible out and open Follow it up. Along. I have been on such a thing about that lately because I'm lazy and I have gotten out of the habit of carrying my Bible to church. And it's like, what are you doing? It's like, you know, coming in without your clothes on. Why don't you have your Bible? Open up your Bible. Mm -hmm. So chapter five verse one. Thus, all the work that Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, and the silver and the gold and all the instruments put he among the treasures of the house of God. So he's brought it all. He's he, And you know, David, we talked about that, how much he worked to get all that mm -hmm. stuff together. Um, someone was making a comparison today about how long it took Solomon to build the temple, which was seven years, and how long it took him to build the palace, which was like 13 years. 
But all of the work, excuse me, and all the materials for Solomon, David had already gotten ready. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the reason. Mm -hmm. But the other part was, and because the comment was made, well, Solomon spent 13 years on his house. Well, it wasn't just his house. It was the palace. It was the place for him to judge. It was for the place the king was to sit. It, was the, it wasn't just his house, right? It was a little more than that. But it had, didn't have the pre-work that this temple had. Already done, yeah. Verse 2, Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto Jerusalem to bring up the Ark of the Covenant out of, of the Lord, out of the city of David, which is in Zion. So the instruments were where? We said that they weren't in Jerusalem. They were in, what was the place? And now he's... Gibeon. He, Gibeon. And then he brought the, the ark, which David had already brought up mm -hmm. to Jerusalem. Into the temple. Into the temple. Uh, verse 3. Wherefore, all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast, which was in the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. Do you know Thank what feast is in the seventh month? Say, uh, yeah, tr trumpets? No. Feast of Tabernacles. Tab yes, so I again, I going known. from wandering <laughs> to permanence. Uh -huh. Right? So they're in the month where they would all go out and camp out, that God mm -hmm. commanded a camp out, mm -hmm. to remind them of the fact that they'd wandered 40 years in the desert before he brought them into the promised land. Why Very fitting time for that Why to happen, that? right? Why does he remind us over and over of what? You, where you been yeah but well but also just that fact that you know he never wanted them to forget i'm the one who brought you out Correct. i'm the one that made you a nation i'm the one that brought you to this mm -hmm. point but i want to build you a permanent place now this temple is going to be destroyed someday mm -hmm. you know okay. but there is a permanent dwelling place of god and his people where he'll be their king and he'll be their and god that day's coming and they'll too. sit with him forever and ever See, and ever we don't and even ever. have that, that day place. done yet that's right. the, this is the preview. Mm -hmm. The preview is, okay, it's the Feast of and Tabernacles, and remember that you wandered. And we and have now a you preview, have a permanent place. Because now he's dwelling right. with us, but there will be a day. He calls it, he calls it the earnest mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the Holy and Spirit. the down payment. It's like, you're going to be in my presence mm -hmm. forever. But just so you understand that that's mm -hmm. true, here's a taste of it right now. Mm -hmm. You've got me right now. And we didn't make the same mistake twice because the Levites took up the ark that's true it never just one little but what i think is interesting is that ark does not bring the presence that does not bring the even presence. though the ark is a picture of so many beautiful but things in what Christ. It, says. it says and they brought up verse five and right? they brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation and the tabernacle of the congregation, and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle these did the priests mm -hmm. and the levites bring up mm -hmm. they got it all yeah and King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitude. And the yeah. priests brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord into his place, to the oracle of the house, into the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth their wings over the place for the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the staves thereof above. And they drew out the staves, the things they carried it with, of the ark. And the ends of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle, but they were not seen without. And there it is unto this day. And that's, that's it, right? Well, so. what's interesting about 9 and 10 mm -hmm. are some mysterious so, little verses. So 10 because says... Because in, wait, wait, though, in verse 9, the guy who's writing this 
we believe from history is writing this after their return from captivity. Correct. And at that time, the Ark of the Covenant was gone. Mm -hmm. So when you have a verse that says, and there it was until this day, you know that he is writing from a source that was present before the captivity. Mm -hmm. So that tells you that that he's getting this from an original firsthand Mm -hmm. source. There it is until this day. So that's for a person who loves history, he's citing an even earlier writing writer which is really important why do we like that we we like whenever any historian wants to tell you what happened in the past mm-hmm. we want him to go to original source documents mm-hmm. and, and and to trust that what he's telling you is accurate based on who was there to see that's it happen time. and that's what verse 9 is and then verse 10 says something very interesting and then verse 10 says well i think it's interesting that the staves of the ark what you carried it with the ends of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle. You're standing in front of it. You can see them, but you can't see it outside of that, right? It's all contained behind that veil. Mm-hmm. But then verse 10 says, There was nothing in the ark except two tablets which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. So what and remember, happened? Remember he said... I that, said this one time in Sunday school and everybody's like, no, that's not true. I'm like, yes, it is true. It's right there. Not the, the manna that mm-hmm. they put in there is gone. Aaron's rod that budded is gone. gone. The golden emeralds that from the, People the there, problem with gone. the Philistines and God's conquering of the Philistines, miraculous deliverance out of their hand, And Horeb gone. is not Sinai, right? Or is Horeb? Horeb and Sinai are um, the same word, I believe. I didn't look that up because I don't know. Because this is when they, they say... But okay, he, remember, okay, he okay, went to the we'll same place it. and got mm-hmm. it twice, though. Yes. Still. We'll get it. We'll get it. But we but what is in the Ark of the Covenant is the law of God that is forever and ever and ever mm-hmm. and ever. So I think again, what are we given here? I, I'm not even sure the author knows why mm-hmm. that that's the only thing in the ark. He doesn't mm-hmm. go into an explanation of it. He just says there's nothing else in there. I think these signs, it, this is a picture too of the fulfillment that Jesus Christ is. The signs and the wonders that predicted him mm-hmm. kind of pale and fade because when he's here, right? He is the law of the Lord. He is the fulfillment of the law. He's the whole thing. It's all you mm-hmm. need, right? You don't mm-hmm. need the signs and the wonders. Mm-hmm. You need the God of the book, right? He comes in the fullness and, of the and book. And they are looking for that Messiah. They are looking for that king. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for a suffering servant. They don't see the church age in their predictions and prophecies. It's there. We can see it because we have hindsight and we can go back and see what he's meant. But they're not looking for that suffering. They're looking for that Messiah that's coming. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And verse 11, And it came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then by, wait by course. And that's what she said earlier. They all had a job. They all took turns. They only did it a little bit at mm-hmm. a time. And they're but not just this all day. there. Not Everybody's this day. there. Well, and, and you think about sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be told or numbered big job i don't think you'd have to have every you'd have to have everybody there mm-hmm. right you would and solomon's doing it mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. he's Which not supposed to do that what's happening he's not <laughs> to do that. that's right you know what so many times like you look at things and you're like lord how did you even put up with this but there's times where he's just like <laughs> do okay mm-hmm. but but solomon is offering sacrifices in the sense outside the temple and he's offering them in the way abraham did and the way mm-hmm. the the patriarchs did as like thanks he's not doing ceremonial here's the blood that covers our sins he's doing thanksgiving mm-hmm. thanksgiving honoring god sacrifice right? he's, he's doing that kind of thing uh verse 12 
And I, yeah, I don't know if you want me to read that again because you already yeah, read it. Yeah, read but it again. Verse 12 says, Also the Levites, which were the singers of them, Asaph, Heman, Judithan, with their sons and their brothers, began, being arrayed in white linen. Who are these that are arrayed in white linen? Now, where does linen? it say that? Uh, Revelation. In Revelation, yeah. yeah. Who are these? It talks about these, these ones that will be arrayed in white. The, the, mm-hmm. These people Who of God. Who are these people with palms in their hands? They're, look at the picture the they're making today. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know what and they're see, making. And that's the thing. And that's Look true. at the picture they're painting. They don't, and they don't even idea. know what they're painting. Because they haven't heard Revelation yet. It's no. Not, Daniel's not even showed up nope. yet. But here they are. Uh, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps. And I love that. Because I, I think one of the nicest things that we've had happen this week is the interchangeable parts of our praise and music. I said that last night and I got a kind of a funny look. But... The children, Justin's kids, our kids, grandkids, everybody's just interchangeably. Okay, I'll do the piano, you do the drums, or you do the guitar, and I'll do the piano. And it just mm-hmm. singing and participating, that's what I think that a church, that's when I think a church is in the right place. When it doesn't bother you to be interchangeable for whatever is needed at that mm-hmm. moment, right? Mm-hmm. And we've, we've seen that this week. It doesn't matter what your job normally is. You're interchangeable. What can you do to make this better? Um, and I love that. Uh, Psalteries and harps stood at the east end of the altar. East end of the altar? What's supposed to happen on the east end of the altar? That's the, the king. The king yeah. comes from the east. Mm-hmm. And with them, 120 priests sounding the trumpets. Can you imagine 120 trumpets? Nope. Hundred, what that's going to be? What a very loud sound, right? A very, very sure, a sound. very sure sound, a very unified, yeah. Call to the king sound, mm-hmm. right? The trumpets, and we know, we know all the other things about the trumpets going to sound. The archangel, when we, you know, I mean, looking, we're talking when the Lord returns that he'll, they'll, Gabriel it will says, sound a trumpet. Calling us to, to calling us mm-hmm. as as we go to be with God, and I'm just thinking, like, why a trumpet? Because you can't mistake it, you can't. and that's that goes to the whole theme of this whole thing is that it's unmistakable. Mm-hmm. Your Lord is here. He has, your King is. They here. have no idea. I don't right? think what they're actually doing. I don't think so because either. Because the books that tell us what they're doing are after this, right? But here it all is again. It's never been different from the beginning. It's always been but that's, that born again coming. experience mm-hmm. is the same. Sounding of a trumpet. Yes. It's unmistakable that the presence of God is here. You can't miss it. I'd right? like to know how they got 120 priests and, to play And when the he physically returns, mm-hmm. same way, mm-hmm. only bigger. Can you imagine? We'll know that he's here. Can you imagine now? I doubt it that, you know, I'm being facetious now, but can you imagine that there's some in the crowd going, oh, those trumpets are so loud? I, there always are. <laughs> Yeah. And they should. There's be. always people in the crowd complaining oh, about how loud the music is. is. <laughs> Verse three, but you know what? That's that's even those people. He's he yes, wants yes, to. Yes. He it's wants okay. To he gets you. Them. Yeah, he understands. <laughs> Verse thirteen. It came to pass. It came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when so, they lifted up their voice, which means loud. And when they lifted up their voices, <laughs> they didn't whisper. Mm-mm. They lifted up their they voices. They lifted up their voices. They shouted a little bit. With the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, You know what? If we would come into church, and I know I know different denominations do different things. I, I get it. I'm not picking on denominations. 
But I wish we had a little bit more of the, um, not fear, but just who cares? I'm going to praise the Lord. Whether that's my tears, whether that's a shout, whether that's raising my hands. You know, the, the preacher said that this week, and I thought, you know what? We know it. We know it. And we know that when it happens and we are in one mind and one accord just praising the Lord, you can't beat the... You it's unmistakable. You can't beat that feeling right. or that the presence, that presence of God that just gets you through another week. Mm-hmm. You, just, you're, you just can't get through it. And yet we still... Hold it back. We'll come back, and we've got to be a little bit more dignified, and we've got to be a little bit more, you know, I don't want to holy. Look I don't want to be silly. I don't want to do it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. I don't understand that, but I'm guilty of that. I understand because it, I'm one of those people. It. I was one of those people at one time that said, "Oh, well, I'm not going to raise my hands." Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not that's long gone. Anyway, and it's dumb. Why would we say that? <laughs> I mean, I'd look at myself and say, why would you ever say that? Why would you not? How could you not raise your hands and say, he is good? Why would you not do that? But I said it for years. So anyway, I'm thanking God, lifting up their voices, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house. And there was nobody there who missed it. Mm-mm, there was there. And you know what? If we'll allow God to dwell within us like that, mm-hmm. we'll embrace that, not partial obedience, but full obedience, all in, mm-hmm. and give God glory with all that we have, mm-hmm. the people around us will not be able to miss it. No. They won't. Even the ones because that complain about the noise. there's something about yeah. a human being filled with God mm-hmm. that'll draw everybody. And the reason it's and, so and hard it's, it's is because you can't you. even explain it. You, you can't, can't explain you can't it and you can't put feeling. it on and you can't fake it and you can't pretend like it. No, because it is has to be tell. the real living God let out of you. And it comes pray, for he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. forever. Imagine how many times, as Mm -hmm. they say that sentence, that God had to show his mercy to the nation of Israel by the time they get to that point. Mm -hmm. Through how many sins and failures and and backfallings and mistakes and and idol worship and and, and defeat by other nations and being conquered by this enemy and that enemy. And by the time we get to this point, how many failures for them to... God is still showing mercy that endures forever. And don't forget, I mean, I right? know you're making this point. He but, is good. But don't forget, we've come from Moses through right. Judges. But even before Moses, Samuel, right? right? The we've whole making in, of the nation has been one failure from, after actually, failure. from the garden. We've from, come the garden. from the garden all the and way And his through. mercy endureth all the way to here. Mm-hmm. And we like right? to say, we can see that in them, but we don't see that in us. Yeah, and when when you go back to that part that we kind of discussed at the beginning about the light, mm-hmm. I mean, what that man was able to do with those texts mm-hmm. was to see what our limited, right, vision mm-hmm. would make it impossible for us to see. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is exactly the, what God does. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the light. 
mm-hmm. the world, right? And mm-hmm. it, that's what it says that it is. And it says that he also said, when I go, you're the light mm-hmm. of the world. I'm supposed to be shining his light on things that the world cannot see without my help. That's right. And the only way I can do that is by saying that God is good and, and his, his mercy, mercy endures, endures forever. forever, right? I have to be able to shine that light because... It's and invisible. Is they are not praise. seeing that. They're blinded to that. They're limited in their vision. They're limited because they haven't experienced God is there, but they haven't experienced Him in the in salvation. They haven't experienced experienced Him in that knowledge. I get tongue tied when I get excited. That's our job. That was what That's Christ did. That's what He job. revealed was mm-hmm. here is God. You didn't expect Him to come this way. You, Jesus is saying you didn't expect Him to look like this. Mm-hmm. You certainly didn't expect Him to suffer on a cross. You didn't expect Him to be nope. mocked and beaten. You didn't expect Him to serve instead of be served. Mm-hmm. You didn't expect Him to care about the widows and the orphans and the poor and, and the those that can't get home in time the, for dinner. Yeah. You didn't expect that. But let me shed some light on this for you. Mm-hmm. This is who God is. Mm-hmm. He's good. His and his mercy endureth forever. forever. Mm-hmm. And look who he cares about. And this. look who he loves. And look, look who he sought out. Look at the woman at the well mm-hmm. who he goes to see on purpose. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And nobody else would. Mm-hmm. And he goes on purpose. She's all together. Because in the he's wrong good. Place. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's that's the light that Christ brings. That's the light we're supposed to bring. Just constantly pointing out that he is the goodness good. of God. And his mercy endures forever. That's why we right? love that song. Why is there anything else worth saying? I don't even know, right? If I can say that for the rest of my life, I'll be doing good. Mm-hmm. That, that'll be the right if thing. If I can remember that, if I can right? not get caught up in the things that And I'll, my... feel, his, I'll feel his presence. Mm-hmm. And you might unmistakably. even see right? And people around me will feel his presence unmistakably. Yep, I agree. And so here we are again in Second Chronicles, Old Testament, talking about a building that shouldn't be bringing a blessing to us, and yet it is. It is. It's a big blessing because to know. of what it's saying, and and it's even starting to show a new picture, right? Mm-hmm. The white robes, the yeah, trumpet the sounds, sounds, the the king coming through the east. I mean, it's starting to lay some more foundation. Nothing he does is without a purpose. And that was our message, I know, last night. But nothing he does is without a purpose. And as you read through Scripture and you add this. What's it say? Here little, there little, you know, here precept there. You just, you start adding it together and you come out here over at the end where the king is coming. You might, people might think that he's not, but he is coming. So when he gets here, if we know what this book says, we ought to be able to real picture some of the signs and things mm-hmm. that we're seeing we should know we should be able to recognize it because it's not completely new to us i just i wanted to close with this thought it said that god chose to put his presence there the mm-hmm. bible says that in the mm-hmm. old testament he chose to put his presence there it was a choice not a necessity god didn't need a house he didn't need our provision he didn't need us to build something for him it all belongs to him mm-hmm. but i thought in the same way like god made us in his image we choose it too. Mm-hmm. We choose to be in the presence and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, or we choose not to be, mm-hmm. right? We also do not have to take part in it. Uh-huh. You can choose to be completely ignorant of the fact that He's everywhere. He is. That's true. And and not feel His presence. And I like. Aware. And I before we close, I like the part too where Solomon now he's going to dedicate this temple. He's going to have a very long prayer about this temple. God's going to answer him. Mm-hmm. So it's not over yet because it's just getting started really good. We're doing yep. the sacrifices and we're praising. 
And then Solomon's going to dedicate this temple and tell everybody what, you know, he, this is where he says what you started To get the with, right that, understanding Yeah, about this it. is what this building is about. It's not that we can contain him because God. we can't do that. Yeah. And then God's going to answer. And it, to me, it's really interesting how God answers that. So in this house tonight, this can't hold God. But you can meet him here. Mm-hmm. You can see the glory of God revealed here. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can, can come and take part of that and, say, and have an unmistakable encounter with his presence mm-hmm. here. If you'd like to. And you can absolutely say he's good. Yeah. And his mercy mercy endures endures forever. forever. All right. So we're going to cut this a little bit short today because we have revival tonight. But we thank you. I think we made it at just an hour because you didn't get it until 15 Oh, I was late. Never mind. We're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. And I have to go get tuned. All right. right. Thank you for joining us. Keep your Bibles open. Uh, Read it. Read it. Read it. Read it. We'll be back hopefully next week. And we'll continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 6.